greatest symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production.
Hello and welcome to the Hogan Era Podcast. This is episode number 11, and it's right here on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcast feed. I'm your host, JP John Paz. Today, we are focusing in on another monster of a man, another legend. Last week, we talked about Earthquake. The week before, Boss Man... And then earlier on, of course, Andre and continuing on with these absolute giants, these huge dragons that the Hulkster had to slay. We're going to focus in on the mighty Yokozuna today on the show. And this whole scenario and this whole feud with Yokozuna, it's only going to be a few months long, but it is really, really polarizing. Whether you were... A big Hulkamaniac or not, you remember it well. I don't know if you're going to remember it fondly, but you definitely remember it well. Man, this Yokozuna feud really, really sparked a lot of heat on the Hulkster. For We'll get into that for a lot of different reasons. But it also, you know, maybe put some heat on Vince McMahon himself with how everything kind of went down and turned, turned out. Obviously, Bret Hart is going to play a, a big role in this as well. The whole thing to me that is so fascinating about it is Yokozuna basically has this meteoric rise to the top. I mean, we've talked about it before with guys having a feud with Hulk and, you know, boom, they're in uh, the world title run or boom, they're um, uh, headlining house shows and main events and all this other stuff with the Hulkster. But we haven't really mentioned or I haven't mentioned the fact that um, this guy's going to win the title pretty, pretty damn soon. In his WWE tenure, almost uh, basically six months or so, you, you want to say? I mean, meteoric rise. Just crazy to think how quick he debuts and wins the WWF title. And then in the same night, loses the WWF title. But let's just start out with, at first, where kind of Yokozuna started from, just to give you some uh, clarity and some context there. So the great Kikina. Debuted 9-1-92 in a, a dark match in Hershey, PA. He defeats a young man named Ron Neal. A very short match, but obviously they saw what they wanted to see out of him. He's got that family lineage. He's got the Hawaii name. And obviously anybody from that Samoan descent seems to be an automatic guy. Money in the bank. This guy's going to be good. This guy can wrestle. This guy can work. This guy can be a star. This guy's got some agility. This guy's got a great look. It's pretty much guaranteed if you're a Samoan wrestler from that family, from that tree, you're going to be pretty well set in the business and you're going to be pretty good. Just seems to always work out that way. Even still to this very day, look at Roman Reigns. Obviously, Sika was his father and Rocks his cousin, and he's got so many legendary. Rosie was his brother. So many legend Usos are his cousins. I mean, I can go on and on and on forever, but you get the point. You get my gist here with the Samoans just being an absolute dynasty and just being absolutely amazing, pretty much every one. So they see him, but they don't necessarily say, hey, we're going to give you the Samoan gimmick like Afa and Sika. You're not going to be a wild Samoan. You're not going to be a head shrinker. Who by the way, he originally was supposed to be a head shrinker. They were thinking about it, going to put him in that direction, but they decided to go elsewhere with it. And obviously, Samu and Fatu would become the head shrinkers. And then eventually, Sioni, the barbarian, would be added in as well. But really, Samu and Fatu are the main head shrinkers 
when you think of that great duo, but you're thinking, okay, the great Hakina might fit in, but no, they had some other plans. About a month later, October 12th, 1992, on a Superstars taping, he becomes Yokozuna, the grandmaster, the sumo champion, Yokozuna. Now, they never really say he's Japanese, but he does have Fuji as a manager. He does say Banzai all the time. So you kind of get into just like, okay, he's not going to be playing the Samoan character, although he technically could be Samoan and be a Yokozuna and be a sumo master and a sumo king. Like John Tenta, Earthquake, who we talked about last week was, you could be that grand champion in sumo, not necessarily have to be Japanese, and be a Yokozuna. So Yes, he's a Samoan guy who's playing this Yokozuna who's going to be this sumo master in the sumo outfit, but that doesn't necessarily have to mean he's Japanese, although you kind of get the point with Fuji being his manager and kind of going forward, you're like, okay, you know, you can kind of put two and two together there. They don't outright kind of say he's Japanese, but you kind of get the, the feeling they're not going, and obviously the Samoan, angle with him of the Samoan direction so you move along he's winning on superstars he's on wrestling challenge i mean these are all two-minute matches on prime time back on superstars superstars house shows beating buck zoom off on wrestling challenge so as we kind of go through the month of october and then go through the month of november he's obviously He's going to be undefeated for a while, obviously. He's, he's just dominating everybody. None of these matches are over three minutes. They're all, quite frankly, two minutes and change, or maybe even less than that. So he makes his pay-per-view debut at the Survivor Series. 11-25-1992 from Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio. He defeats none other than Virgil in three minutes and 34 seconds. Kind of the introduction there to Yoko. It's like, wow, okay, I don't really know much about this guy. I don't know who he is, but he is definitely a force to be reckoned with beating the very recognizable, the guy that has been on TV for the last five plus years. You know him very well. Virgil, basically a squash match, destroys him and kind of moves on from there. It's interesting to note that he does have some house show matches in St. Louis and in Des Moines, Iowa, and he's defeating the Macho Man Randy Savage. So that just goes to show you, okay, they definitely have... um you know, some high thoughts with him. They definitely want to go in, in a certain direction with him. Really, you see main events are written on him as far as where they think he's going to be and where he's going. To me, I don't know if I necessarily saw that right away or saw the, the meteoric rise that he was going to get. I just, as a fan, I remember thinking like, okay, this guy's just a scary monster. I don't know who could beat him. So they do have that Superstars match on January 5th, 1993, where it's basically Jim Duggan defeats Yokozuna in a few minutes, but it was one of those things where he didn't really beat him. Is If Yokozuna falls, Duggan beats him. So it was like, I don't know, to me it was a weird kind of um, weird stipulation. You didn't kind of know where they're going with him. It's almost like, yes, almost like a start and stop. Yes, he's a main event, yes, but then he's fighting Jim Duggan in 93. It's like, eh. You know, he should have just squashed Duggan like he squashed Virgil and kind of move on from there. But in the house shows, you know, he's beaten Boss Man. He's beaten Earthquake. He's kind of moving along very, very well. And you could see when he's on Monday Night Raw, one eleven ninety three, really the first Monday Night Raw, he's going to defeat Coco Beware in 3 minutes, 45 seconds. And you kind of see, okay, he's starting to move up the ladder a little bit here. He's beaten some recognizable names and some recognizable stars. 
I don't know if I necessarily see him winning the Royal Rumble, but he's definitely going to be forced to reckon with. I don't know if anybody's going to necessarily be able to knock him out from the Royal Rumble because he's such a monster. But lo and behold, we'll go to Royal Rumble 1993, the Arco Arena, Sacramento, California. Yokozuna, shockingly, wins the Royal Rumble, last eliminating the macho man Randy Savage. So at this point, it's like, okay, I guess they're really going in a different direction here. They're really giving this rookie, this guy that's only been there for four months, maybe five, uh, but really four months, he's going to win the Royal Rumble, and now he gets a shot at WrestleMania at Bret Hart for the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship. Seemed like very, very soon, and like, man, when they want to strap the rocket to your ass and, and give you that push to the moon, they do it. And boy, did they do that with Yokozuna. Because if you look at his house show run after that, yeah, he has a match where Bret Hart defeats him by count out at the Maple Leaf Gardens a few months later, or excuse me, excuse me, a few days later. He's going to be Randy Savage on consecutive house shows in Baltimore and Hershey and Boston and Springfield, Mass, in Portland, Oregon, in Oakland, California, in Stockton, California. So, I mean, they're really giving him a, a big push here on the house shows. Then he goes into a few with Undertaker on the house shows. He ends up losing all the matches via DQ. It's about six or seven matches. But still, Undertaker, house show, it seems like... You know, he's on his skyrocket projection. I mean, he's on his way to the moon here. And Hulk Hogan's not really around. So Bret Hart is is the flag bearer. He's the, you know, he's the star of the show. He's basically the top dog. Yes, you got Undertaker there and you got some other guys. But, I mean, this is the Bret Hart show for the most part here. I mean, you still got Luger and he's still kind of, you know, about to hopefully get a bit of a push. Not really so much here in early 93, but you still got him on the roster as far as, okay, this guy is you know, no doubt about a main eventer. Let's see how they book him, hopefully well. But, you know, we'll we'll see how they go about uh, booking Lex going forward. But at least you have him on the roster as far as, to me, potential star power, former world champion, for, former main eventer, should be main eventer again. But it's the Bret Hart show right now with Yokozuna really starting to gain some traction and really starting to build up here so let's go to wrestlemania 9 the biggest stars in the world are coming to las vegas the pay-per-view of course went from caesar's palace in las vegas nevada there's some controversy here though folks there is 430,000 buys as hulk hogan is back and he's not main eventing as far as we know but he'll be on the card and obviously that is very much attributed to those nice buy rates because it's better than wrestlemania 8 and he was a big part of this one. So it's him and the Beefcake, the Mega Maniacs, lose via DQ to the Money Incorporated, which I don't know. It's one of those things where, okay, at least you got Hogan in the card. You know, main um, star power is definitely going to be used. But again, he's not going to win the tag titles. Money Inc. retains. Where else does that leave Hogan on the card? He does have a promo backstage where he says, Bret Hart, beat that Jap, brother, which is pretty funny if you think about it. It's like, I don't know if he can get away with that language nowadays, but back then, front and center, no problem. Uh, nobody had a problem with it. So, WrestleMania 9, the main event, the one one and only Yokozuna, the man who won the Royal Rumble, is going to face Bret Hart for the WWF World title. And as history goes here, 
Brett is kind of shocked backstage. He doesn't think, first of all, that he's going to lose here because he's just started his momentum. He just started his title run in uh, pretty much late 92, defeating Ric Flair in Saskatchewan, Canada. You know, I was kind of shocked by it too. I thought he was going to get a nice, long, lengthy title run, probably a year or so, but that wasn't in the card. And yes, he did talk to Vince, and Vince they'll still said you're going to be a major player, which he was. He was still huge. He was still the main eventer. He's still pretty much the top guy, even though Yokozuna is about to be the champion. Still, Hulk Hogan is around. You don't know what he's doing or where he's going to be. Really only makes very, very few appearances, basically one appearance on Raw for the most part and wrestlemania and then it's like okay where do we go from here with the hulkster as vince wants to go into a different direction with the company the new generation is starting as the hogan era aka the golden era is about to end where does he see the company who does he see the top stars the steroid era and the steroid trial is really going to play a major role here because you don't want those big steroid guys you see a lot of them leaving a lot of them get fired a lot of them are getting cut you don't really see the warrior around anymore. You're not going to see the bulldog around. A lot of the big warlord, a lot of the big steroid guys that were so prominent in the Hogan era before are not going to be so prominent in the new generation era as even Hulkster is skinny, skinnier and, and, and kind of thinned down. And they want to move away from steroids and they're doing the steroid testing and they don't want any of that bad publicity from the steroid trial to kind of uh, come to Vince. And obviously he wants to be proven innocent on this and he does not want to get in any more trouble. So they're going to go in a different direction. They're going to start pushing some monsters. They're going to start pushing some big guys. And why not push a you know, 500, 600 pound monster like Yokozuna who immediately you know, passes the test of, wow, this guy is legit. Wow, this guy is a freaking monster. Wow, this guy could be champion. You know, obviously, it's depending how the booking goes. But as a fan, you're like, this guy is kind of a scary dude. I don't know who could beat him, who could slam him. How How is Brett going to handle him? So as we go to the main event of WrestleMania 9, Yokozuna defeats Bret Hart in about nine minutes. We see the big title change here. Mr. Fuji is involved. This is the best match pretty much of Yokozuna's career, by the way. He does have another good match, WrestleMania 10 against Brett, and Brett beats him. I'll more on that later. But this is really the, his best match of his career up until this point, of course. But really, look back at it. This is the best match of his career, period. And you got to love that about Brett. So many guys have had their best match with Brett. He's just that damn good. Not to say that Yoko isn't athletic and isn't great and can't have good matches. just that Brett Hart tends to bring that out of people and really be the best. And that's why he's the best there is, best there was, and best there ever will be. Because he can have everybody's best match and so on. But as far as this, okay. Fuji throws the salt in the eyes at Brett. Somehow, miraculously gets the sharpshooter on Yoko. And because of the salt in the eyes, Yoko is able to land the leg drop. Will knock down Brett. Uh, get him with the leg drop. Pin one, two, three is the new champion. Then here comes a bit of the controversy. So Brett's not going to be the guy. All right. You know, maybe you can kind of live with, okay, Yoko is going to be the guy for a while. Vince still has big plans for me. I'm still going to be the main eventer. I'm still going to go on to be the king of the ring. I'm going to have three awesome matches that night. I'm going to cement myself as the man. I'm going to feud with Jerry Lawler. And you know, I'm still going to be a big major part of the show. Still going to be a main eventer. I'm just not going to be the guy. He's going in a different direction with Yokozuna. Oh, wait, but he's not. He's going back in maybe an old direction 
and he's going to go with the Hulkster here. So there's a lot of heat on the Hulkster, a lot of controversy with the Hulkster, the fact that he wins this match. So Fuji sees Hogan out there consoling Brett. Fuji makes the challenge to Hogan and says that my man Yokozuna can beat you. And then Hogan's like, oh, come on. He's tending to Brett. Then he says, you know what? We challenge you for the WWF title right now. Hogan gets in there, ducks the salt from Fuji, knocks Fuji down, gets Yoko, pin, you know, the leg drop, boom, it's over, pins Yokozuna. He's the new WWF world champion without having the scheduled match. So April 4th, 1993, Yokozuna beats Bret Hart for the title of WrestleMania 9. You think the Yokozuna era may be coming with the heel going over WrestleMania. They haven't done that before. No, Fuji makes the surprising challenge. Hulk wins. Hulk's a champion. Huge pop. That's the one thing that, even going back and listening to this, huge pop. The crowd absolutely was going crazy. They loved it. Whether it was the fact that they hated Yokozuna and they immediately wanted Hulk to win, whether it was the Hulkster still being over at this point in in mid or really early 93, that's kind of, I guess, uh, for you to say, for the fan to decide. You know, you guys decide if if the, if the crowd just hated Yoko and liked Hogan winning or if they really just loved the Hulkster winning and were getting some nostalgia out of it. To me, at this point as a young fan, I loved it, and it was a great pop. I didn't really think of the behind-the-scenes aspect of, well, you kind of screwed Brett there. So if Brett wasn't going over, he's losing to Yoko. Yoko's not the man either. We're going backwards and we're going kind of trying to go and start a piece of business with Hogan here. So to me, it's one of those things where it was great for the night. To me, it was a great pop. But in the long run, man, that kind of stunk because that kills Bret Hart because he just lost to Yoko. Yes, he cheated. So you kind of have it out there. But then Yoko loses immediately in 21 seconds to Hulk. Doesn't really make Bret look that great, to be honest. So um you could say for yoko it looks bad as well he just lost to hogan in 20 seconds but he has an out too he just wrestled a long match well not long but a a grueling great title match against brett he's exhausted it was kind of fluky the way hogan came in he wasn't expecting hogan he didn't think hogan was going to accept the challenge you could kind of make an out for yoko and give him that rematch because it's like okay that was a bit of a fluke so in, in essence, there you have an out, but I don't know if Brett has a strong out. Yeah, he loses to the big monster Yoko, but man, that's just crazy to me to think like we're going to go and this is going to be a crazy flip it on this head kind of booking decision that you didn't see coming at all. So Hogan is the new champion. Are we going into the Hogan era again? Are we going to start doing that? Are we going into the nostalgia act? Like, what did you think? So I was listening to Jim Ross and I was thinking about his comments and he was saying that it's not anything new. Cowboy Bill Watts told him at one time that he'd do something like that. He'd always give the heel and the heel manager, if he had one, an excuse and a way out. And obviously Fuji and Yokozuna fit that bill perfectly. He was saying in this case, if the guy isn't ready or something, He'd always have another match in his back pocket. That other match here in this this essence, in this category, would be King of the Ring 93. That would be the, the, the match that Yoko would get his rematch, obviously. So Jim Ross then goes on to say the part about it is Fuji 
would have a hard time kind of explaining it, but that's what the announcers are for. So Fuji is trying to give the challenge. The announcers are explaining, almost giving you an out, giving the excuse, almost, you know, given the flukiness, Heenan, of course, perfect at that. So the theory had been over the years in the territories, you'd have this big upset or perceived upset and you'd have the finish. And sometimes it's better to beat the top heel instead of having the match. It just comes off like a complete fluke. Can it happen again? If they wrestle 10 times, is that one time that the baby face would actually go over? That was the kind of reason for it in that regard. If you only look at it from an isolation point of view, no, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But the understanding, the quick loss, the fluke was a way to protect the heel as a good way of doing the honors at an event like WrestleMania. So some people may not understand or some people may not agree, but I thought it had worked out really good. That's the quote from uh, Jim Ross. He was saying on how the storyline unfolded and Hogan taking credit for the idea to be for it. You gotta be for Hogan being basically placed back on top of the rotation and you have Hogan becoming the champ again. If you're not for Hogan becoming for champion again, and you don't want to go backwards, then you're not for that angle. I didn't know the long-term plans at that time for Hogan and the WWE, but obviously it didn't last long because he, he was gone a few months later. I didn't despise the angle, but here's the thing. You'll draw a different opinion of the angle once you get down the road a bit and see Hogan leave two or three months later after the King of the Ring. If down the road you know Hogan's going to be gone, you wouldn't like this angle so much. At the time, hell, I didn't know what we were going to do. Maybe it was going to launch Hogan's next title run, the next big run. His previous runs, of course, referring to Hogan, had been pretty damn good. Now we go back to what Jim Ross was saying on Yokozuna. On Yokozuna winning the title back from Hogan at King of the Ring 93. This is the man that not only beat Hulk Hogan and reclaimed his championship after his quote-unquote fluke loss at WrestleMania 9, not only did he win decisively, he decimated the legend. He decimated the icon. If you tell the story correctly and put the right people in the right position things like that can work the bottom line is at the end of the day yokozuna defeated hulk hogan and retained the WWE title yoko has the big win and that's what we harped on i wasn't privy to all the backstage machinations with hogan and the talks with vance and the creative team it just seemed like to get hogan back in the fold he needed to be the world champion and the unorthodox way they went about achieving that was obviously somewhat controversial to say the least but again if you thought it was going to be the launch of another run, it's not a stupid idea because you could still go back to Brett Hogan because Hogan never beat Brett. He beat Yokozuna. So it made sense booking-wise if you tell the story right. So that's where the controversy lays in because obviously Brett's not happy. Yoko is going to be happy, though, because as the story goes, Hogan, for whatever reason, said uh, Brett, I guess he thought, wasn't on his level. You know, Hogan is used to working with big guys. Brett wasn't a perceived big guy, wasn't a monster, more of a technician, more of a smaller guy, of course, compared to Hogan, maybe not compared to your average guy, but compared to Hogan, sure, yes, uh, you know, smaller guy. But to me, I do think that the Brett Hogan match should happen and that Hogan says it wasn't intended to happen. And he kind of puts the heat on Vince saying, like, if Vince didn't want it to happen, it wouldn't have happened. Hogan obviously has a lot of creative control, a lot of power, a lot of say. So he's Hulk Hogan. He's the Babe Ruth. He's the God of wrestling. But to me, the heat goes on Vince. If Vince thought that Brett should beat Hogan, he should have forced it and forced his hand. Like, oh, I know people are going to say, oh, he couldn't make him do it. Well, 
he's the boss and he's Vince McMahon. And I know Hogan had a ton of stroke, but don't you think that Vince could have just said, Hey, too bad. I'll give you extra, a little bit extra money or whatever. Like, but this is my company and this is the way I want it to go down. And, you know, I want you to lose to Brett, but instead he agreed that he should lose to Yokozuna. He should lose to the monster. And you go to King of the Ring in 93, which is really the next match. We're at the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio. It's held on January 13th, 1993. And it's in the middle of the cards. Not the main event. Brett versus Bam Bam Bigelow for the King of the Ring crown is the main event. Obviously, Brett beats Razor Moan in an awesome match. Then he beats Mr. Perfect in a five-star match. Unbelievable match. Better than the SummerSlam 91 match, which is saying a lot because SummerSlam 91 is freaking awesome. But Brett, Brett uh, versus Mr. Perfect is awesome. Match of the night. Maybe even match of the year. I freaking love that match so much. I think it's great. And then, obviously, he beat Bam Bam Bigelow in another awesome match. And he's the king of the ring. And he starts his feud with Jerry Lawler at that point. But Yokozuna versus the Hulkster. What do we have here? We have a great match, so to speak. I mean, the crowd's really into it. It goes about 13 minutes. Very long. One of Yokozuna's longer matches. But you think the Hulkster's going to win. The cameraman jumps up who may be Harvey Whippleman, maybe uh, with this elaborate getup. Even when he came out to ringside as a fan, a very young fan, I remember thinking, like, what the hell is this getup? Who is this cameraman? Why is he dressed up like that? But then I kind of ignored it. But then he steps up in the ring apron and shoots the fire out of the camera right into Hogan's eyes. Yoko nails Hogan. Yoko hits the leg drop. One, two, three. And that's the end of Hulkamania. That's the end of the Hogan era on TV. And that's really the dawning of the Yokozuna era, so to speak. And if you think about it, okay, so the guy lost in fluky kind of controversial fashion in WrestleMania 21. Yes, excuse me, at WrestleMania 9 in 21 seconds. Yes, he did cheat, in essence, to beat Hogan here with the fire in the eye. But he hits Hogan's own move, ironically, the leg drop, to pin the legend and end Hulkamania as we knew it. So... Say what you will, but Hogan put over Yokozuna. And the reason why I think he did is because it looks like, okay, I get Hulkamania killed. I'm doing good business here for Vince. I know I necessarily didn't agree with losing to Brett, but I did agree to losing to Yoko here. And it's pretty decisive, as Jim Ross said, even despite the uh, shot in the eye, because this is like, wow, we've seen him get injured by her earthquake. We've seen him get beat up by Andre and stuff and Bundy. And we've seen that before but we'd never seen him just completely disappear. Like Yokozuna ended Hulkamania. He ended Hulk Hogan in wrestling up until this point, as far as we knew on TV. So that's one of those things where like, wow, that was monstrous. I mean, that was huge. That was okay. I didn't think Yokozuna was the main event player, even though he's getting that shot, even though he won Royal Rumble, so to speak. But once he beats Hogan, he's a main eventer. He's a main event player. He is uh, the guy. Man, you beat Hogan and you pin him one, two, three. You're a top dog, period. End, end of story. Whether I, I liked him or I didn't like him, I mean, that's let's face facts here. You become, uh, you know, an absolute legend. You be, your status is just insane here after the King of the Ring. So Yokozuna defeats the Hulkster here, 13 minutes, 8 seconds. We have the title change. Yokozuna is the new champion. And we have the Yoko era. I mean, yes, Bret Hart is still the main eventer, but technically speaking, the champion is the 600-pound sumo monster, Yoko Azuna. 
and Hogan's gone. He killed Hulkamania as far as TV is concerned, and that's technically the end of the Hogan era. I mean, think about that. That's pretty, uh, a lot of gravity there. I mean, it's pretty damn big. The gravity of that situation is just nuts. And I don't know. He couldn't slam Yokozuna. It just seemed like really the end of an era right there when he drops that leg and pins Hogan and he regains that championship. And then the bonsai drop on Hogan after the match was like, wow, what the hell did we just see here? I cannot believe it. The Hulkster is gone. By the way, just to let you know, the pay-per-view did 245,000 buys. So pretty good there for the King of the Ring. And obviously most of those people were there and wanted to order the pay-per-view for the King of the Ring, but they want to see Hulkster defend the title and see if the Yokozuna monster can defeat Hogan. That's not really the end, though. On TV, yes, and, and what I thought as a fan, yes, that was the end of Hulkamania. I really thought he was gone. It was just like, wow, I, I cannot believe that just happened. But we do have a house show tour. Now, if you watch the Yokozuna documentary on the WB Network, it was great, and I loved it, and it was really well done. But Bruce Pritchard, I don't know if he's just crazy, if he just has his facts wrong, if he just makes stuff up. But, like, guys, whoever running the documentary, you guys have access to editing material and you could edit the show and edit wrong stuff out or correct him and then have him retape it with correct information. But on the European tour, he Bruce says Hogan is the champion. That's why he won at WrestleMania. When Hogan wins the title at WrestleMania, he doesn't wrestle again until the King of the Ring. So there is no European tour between WrestleMania and the King of the Ring, Bruce. Come on. So, I mean, obviously this is, Oh, almost 30 years ago, he could be misremembering it, yes. But to keep it on the network and to know as as the WB employee that he's wrong and still put it out there is just stupidity and laziness. I mean, come on, guys. That's just absolutely ridiculous. And then you got, you know, podcasters like me that can come on and basically lay down the facts and tell you, guys, you know he was wrong. Why did you run with it? And for him to be wrong, yeah, that's fine. That That's one thing he misremembered it. Lottie da who gives a damn whatever but you're editing this stuff if maybe you guys don't know your shit learn your shit and learn your history because that did not happen the european tour starts july 29th of 93 and it goes until august 6th of 1993 and guess what yokozuna is the champion on that tour so bruce is completely wrong on that and who's ever editing that documentary shame on you for including that keeping that in there or for you guys not knowing your shit and, and not correcting Bruce on that. So, I mean, yeah, I give Bruce a pass for it. And, and I know he's, he, he's the man right now in the podcast world. But um, come on, WB Network. And come on, the editors. You guys got to get your shit together and, and fix that. So anyway, I digress. The WWF World Heavyweight title match is defended in Germany a bunch. And, of course, it's defended in... Scotland and it is defended in England and London, obviously uh, Yorkshire, South Yorkshire to be exact. It's defended all over the place. And then the European tour and there's about eight matches in a row. Hulk defeats Yokozuna every night on this tour and he defeats him every night via DQ. So the, uh, you know, the big crowd out there, the big European tour out there, 
was there to see the Hulkster, and he sold out that tour and did very well on that tour. So that's the one thing that is just crazy to me. So Hogan is out there. He's not champion. Yokozuna is champion, but Hulk versus Yoko at Yoko at the top of the card is selling out the tour, and Yoko is losing every night. Even though it's by DQ, he's losing every night. So that just goes to show you the Hulkster is over. He still has that big drawing power, and he is huge over there in Europe as he main events each and every night. Like I mentioned, Germany and the UK and Scotland. So awesome final little tour there for the Hulkster. But to think that okay, this guy isn't a star anymore or he can't draw or he's old or we're moving on was a huge mistake and it was a huge misstep by vince because you proved yourself wrong on this tour hulk is the draw he's what did well for the european tour and it's like eh, i'm just going to ignore that and we're just going to move on from hulk and hit let his contract expire and we're not going to bring him back and like oh maybe he could be the babe ruth of wrestling and, and just be a special attraction like Bruce had mentioned, like JR had mentioned, but that wasn't in the cards. Vince kind of changed that, and they all kind of had that perception, like, okay, we got to keep Hulk around. Hulk is an absolute god. He's the Babe Ruth of wrestling. We can't let this guy go. Let's just have him be a special attraction. Doesn't work out like that, and Vince thinks, okay, let's move in a direction, different direction, and let's go. And obviously, you know what happens with the steroid trial when Hulk uh, comes and you think he's going to be against Vince, and he basically helps Vince become not guilty in that case that's a different story for a different day so really i mean with hulk resuming this international tour and this circuit against yoko and selling out and doing well it just proved kind of the point of like all right maybe the hogan era needed to end and maybe you need to move in a different direction but you should have kept the guy around he was still a draw and i know he wanted to focus on his acting career, but hell, he could have done both. He could do Thunder in Paradise, the weekly syndicated show. I know it only ran from 93 and 94, but he could do that, still be a big star, and still come back and wrestle for WWF. Huge misstep, huge stumble, huge mistake by Vince to let him go to WCW, let him go to the main competitor, where they immediately, as soon as he wins the title from Rick flair at bash in the beach and becomes the wcw world heavyweight champion they become legitimate and they become huge and they become not only competition but they become number one in a lot of fans eyes and hey as soon as that first nitro rolled around you saw them they became number one and hell those 83 weeks of dominance really 90 weeks of dominance 104 weeks out of 117 weeks of dominance over two years of freaking dominance Think about that. It's like absolutely insane to think like, wow, you basically let the big dog go to the competition and beat your ass. So Yokozuna would be champion. Obviously, Bret Hart would be feuding with Lawler for a while. Hakushi's involved. Well, Icy Gank and DDS. John Pierre Lafitte. And the list goes on and on there. Yokozuna would end up holding the championship for over nine months before dropping the belt at WrestleMania 10 to brett the hitman heart so really that is the end of the hogan era with the feud against yokozuna it is remembered quite fondly for myself but maybe not remembered quite as fondly from all the fans out there that love bret hart and wanted that bret hart hulk hogan match and as brett says and he has no reason to lie or make it up you actually were supposed to get that match at SummerSlam, and 
Hogan's not on SummerSlam, as you know. It's Yokozuna against Lex Luger, and Lex Luger wins by countout, which was absolutely embarrassing and stupid and terrible booking. If you're going to go all the way with somebody, go all the way and give him the title. I don't care if you didn't think it was going to work or not. He needed to win the title that night. You killed Luger then and there. You killed the push. Stupid decision. Hated that. Anyway, I digress from that, and we'll, we'll not mention that. And I just want to mention Hogan. So they apparently recorded something and they were took some photos hogan is on one end of a rope and brett's on the other and they're they're have playing a game of tug rope and the wf titles in the middle and it's a SummerSlam 93 ad think about that and what could have been god damn it that would have been awesome that's like a few weeks ago we were talking about slaughter and hogan and they should have the desert storm match which would have been awesome at SummerSlam. here's another swing and a miss hogan versus brett at SummerSlam would have been awesome Brett obviously wanted to go over and probably should have. Hogan apparently did not see it that way, did not want to do it that way, was not going to be working SummerSlam. His contract was going to be up August 6, 93 in the, in the international tour in England, and that was going to be the end of it. And that's where it was the end of it. So right then and there, that is the end of the Hogan era with Yokozuna going on looking great. But Brett ends up beating him at WrestleMania 10 in the Bret Hart era would then continue so that's it for this week folks on the hogan era podcast we will be back that might have been the end of the hogan era so to speak but we will definitely be back next week for some more hogan era goodness breaking down some more great feuds and some more great times and some more great memories with the hulkster Let's head to the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at two man power trip check out the website tmptempire.com and of course Patreon patreon.com slash tmpt empire thank you everybody for listening we'll see you right back here next week for the hogan era podcast see you next week folks look at this oh, that's it that might be it is over the fat lady's gonna sing i've been in that hulkamania maybe over right there of America. Don't let Dayton, Ohio, and don't let the Hulkster intimidate you. Stay on him, Yokozuna. Say goodbye to Yokozuna, Eden. Hulkamania is alive and well in Dayton, Ohio. The Hulkster is up and ready to fight. Whoa. Look at those eyes. Big right here. Hogan reaching down, and he's got to reach down farther than he's ever reached before. A big Another whip, another kick, and again, the challenger. He got him on. Go down. I can't believe it. Two kicks to the face. Look at Hogan's go down. Look at Hogan's face right there. He can't believe it either. Him not going down, I believe, has taken the fight and the adrenaline out of Hulk Hogan. Not yet, Eden. Give him another. Three big kicks right to the face. He's up. He's done. Yeah. Say goodnight to Yokozuna. I can't believe it! Kicked out of his leg! Nobody gets up! I can't believe it!
Sturges knocked off the apron. Yoko's in a kick out of Hogan's leg. I can't believe it. Never before has anybody done that. Hogan. And a photographer, they gotta get that photographer down. He shouldn't be up on the apron. That's a dangerous place to be. Well, these pictures are so good. Oh my God. What was that? His camera exploded. What the? Right in Hogan's face. His camera exploded in Hogan's face. Yokozuna drops a leg on Hogan. Yokozuna on the leg hook. Two. Yokozuna. We got a new He's champion. We got a new champion. What the hell happened? Obviously, his camera exploded. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to Howard Finkel for the official decision. Once again, are too much for the Hulkster. Yokozuna has defeated Hulk Hogan. Hogan, I'm, I'm not, Hogan, I don't sure you can even see. Hogan doesn't know where he's at, he's blind. Oh, I know Yoko, what he's gonna do. Yokozuna wants to add insult to injury. He wants to end Hogan's career. He wants to Watch kill Hulkamania. He wants to kill Hulkamania. Banzai, here we go. Fuji instructing Yokozuna to go on top. Hogan is helpless. He's gonna squash Hulkamania. Yokozuna has squashed Hulkamania. Hulkamania is dead. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the two-man power trip of wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.